Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And welcome to Dice Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where we ask the hard questions like, what would a Shuni think of someone with a pet pug? Oh my god. Well, I mean... Wait. But I mean, it's the same thing as, like, if somebody has, like, a pet, like, monkey. I don't know. I mean... Well, okay, well... How no, does the... How does, because... how, how does the... But I mean, the, in the same vein, like, how would, uh... The, what do you call them? They're the little lizard guys. The, the, the guys who think that they're dragon... Kobold. It's like, how does a kobold feel about a pet, like, gecko? Okay, well, that's um, that's different. Because Shuni, like, have... They look exactly like pugs, except they're, like, a little bit anthropomorphic. Kobolds don't look like actual, like, lizards in real life. So, like, if you showed them, like, a real-life pug, would it kind of just, like, look like a Shuni baby that's fucked up? Oh my god, wait, what's the difference between a baby Shuni uh, and a pug? Yeah, what's the well, difference? Well, I mean, they're, they stand on two legs... The Shuni? Not when they're a well, baby? I mean, I, I would assume that they're physically not built the same. Like, their body is physically okay, yeah. different. So yeah. that you could tell that they're just on four legs because their bodies can't hold them up when they're babies because that's how it works. The, these are yeah, the yeah, human yeah. dogs. The fucking the Shuni babies are the human dog hybrids that those click post articles have been warning us for years. Oh my god. Wait. I, I just like to imagine imagine being a Shuni and seeing a pug and you're like, oh, jeez, that's a nice looking thing. And then someone's like, yeah, this dog was bred with really bad, like, health deformities. And you're like, ah. That'd be a rude awakening. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Do we want to play some Pathfinder? <laughs> okay. Um, so, previously an Extinction Curse. We made our way to the city of Diabel, the gateway to Absalom, and as it turns out, quite literally so, the talent scout is in town uh, preparing to um, find the next performers for the usually once-in-a-century Radiant Festival. And you guys are going to hopefully be scouted out by it. Um, the circus has been putting up a load of ads in the meantime uh, while they're waiting for you guys to hopefully please God get back soon um, from your journey in the Darklands. Uh, and you basically got a week off to kind of relax while they did all the hard work for once. It's with your managerial skills that they're going to be rocked to success. Plus, everyone comes here because what, like, there's a po- like, there's a difference between seeing a poster of Axel and seeing a poster of Ariato, you know? No offense, <laughs> Axel, but Ariato has got a reputation at this point, yeah. you know? <laughs> you, guys are the, you guys are the big earners, you know? Uh, you all got some time to, you know, do stuff on your own. 
um, Royari was able to meet up with old people from his past. Ariado had a vision of Nocticula. Uh, Volio went to Gertie's shop and said, yep, that's Gertie's <laughs> shop. Volio had a mental breakdown. Yeah, and uh, that's it. Uh, and we're going to hop right into it because, uh, fellas, we've got a show to put on. Your circus grounds are abuzz with activity. As a, the Mighty Mouse roller coaster surges and as delighted screams of people riding it echo through the area. There are people all around, um, both from your circus and not from your circus, kind of, uh, you know, hyping stuff up. Uh, Runk Runk is out in front juggling boars for anyone who wants to come see as they stare up at this magnificent clay golem. Uh, you see that um, the Flamboni sisters are uh, handing out flyers telling people that the circus will be starting soon. The Helter Skelter has kids climbing up and down while the Dwarven Throwers uh, collect coins from people who are visiting. And uh, this is actually not just any ordinary performance either. Uh, you are actually going to be using this performance to cast the ritual All the World's a Stage that you were given by uh, Zavazik Shrein back in the Darklands. Um, this ritual is uh, one that you have kind of like gotten some people on board with already. Uh, you can see Bularu, um, uh Lilium Arami uh, are kind of working very quietly, putting up magic runes. Uh, circling the big top. Um, when you perform, there's going to be a couple of like magical special effects as well. But really, if this works, you will each have a free reroll on a single skill check for the rest of the month to help stop the Zulgath trap. Uh, that's why you guys aren't actually performing in this one. You are going to be acting as casters. Uh, between uh, performances, you guys are going to be quietly like um, saying a few magical words, um, tracing out some runes on, around, like, the backstage, etc., etc. Um, essentially, you are using everyone's, uh, enjoyment of this show to put on a spirit bomb ritual of delight. And, ideally, that will help you, uh, take on the rest of the world. Um, everything is going really, really great. You guys are about to put on the show of a lifetime. If this works out you will be able to perform in probably one of those coveted positions of all time. Not only during a just in Absalom, but Absalom during the Centennial Radiant Festival. How are you guys all doing? As uh, you're standing outside watching the crowds, uh, aware that in about 10 minutes, the circus is about to perform for the people of Diabell. Pretty good, pretty epic, pretty pog champ. That's in character. That's how rare I feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about you, Volio? Yeah, Volio... I don't think Volio's ever nervous about shows, and that's not about to start or anything. Uh, but I think... Yeah, <laughs> you're not so gonna develop, like, weak knees after, like, you know, nearly a year of performing with the uh, Circus of the Wayward yeah, Wonders. Yeah, um, He's excited. He, he's, he wants to go back to Avalon, for sure. So he hopes that this works out. Awesome. Okay. And Ariato, how are you doing? Uh, I mean, she's excited, definitely. Like, she's very pumped to see that there is a crowd and to see that things are going to be going relatively well. Um, however, considering the implications of how important that this performance is, 
there is a little bit she is a bit uh antsy like this is like a tiny bit of fear like in the back of her skull hmm. yeah i think of all people to get nervous it would be Arya. yeah because she's like um, oh things could go wrong <laughs> yeah she has like <laughs> She has been thinking about, like, casting Augury just by herself in her room just to go, all right, how's this going to go, actually? <laughs> she has, like, <laughs> ten different ways of casting Augury, so. Yeah. I think as you're all standing there, uh, you hear a kind of cough uh, from behind you as uh, the professor uh, looks at you all. Says, well, ten minutes until we start, fellas. Uh, you're not performing this time, are you? Nope. Not this not time. Not this time. I got your note of your hand-picked uh, performers. You think these will be enough to wow the people from Dia from Absalom? I absolutely think so. Hopefully. <sighs> we've got we. We're putting our faith in your choices, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't you always? Uh, if anything goes wrong, I'll blame you. <sighs> and he says that kind of with like a, a a smile on his face, as if he obviously doesn't hey. mean it. Hey. Ariato, have we ever underperformed at a circus performance ever? I know, but hey! <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We'd best get uh, started. Who who are we having performed today? Uh, I don't have to list. You guys are the ones who have the list. Oh, yes. Why did we put that? Ari is checking their, their pockets, and they realize, uh, oh god! Oh, have- <laughs> they don't have pockets. You don't have pockets. What's wrong with you? Look at my shorts! You could fit pockets in there. I am not putting it I don't mean to rush you, but we oh, do have yes, like yes, two yes. minutes before um, we set to start. Uh, we have an uh, excellent opening. Uh, on full right. build up, we have uh, a bar and some guests. Or cool guests. Alright. Uh, big number, we have Bodain. You're finally giving her the big number? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm sure she's trailed. And for the finale, uh, we have Helk, Kodima, and Elysia. Alright, those two, they're from the Darklands. They're, you picked them up on your last journey. Helg and Kormita, yes. right? Oh, I've never seen them perform. Are you sure they're up to the task? Maybe. <laughs> no, Volio. If it were anyone but you <laughs> saying maybe, I wouldn't be confident. But... After all the maybes you three have pulled off in the last few months, I'm ready to trust every single word you just said. <laughs> go in there, give people uh, some pep talks before we start, and let's go, shall we? Okay. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, just as he's uh, uh, kind of going in, you hear a panacea booming out. Uh, the show's about to begin! Everyone, take your seats! And as the sun slowly begins to set on Diabel, everyone enters the big top. Um, and uh, the performers that you have picked out to uh, do this, you let them know in advance because they're going to need to practice for this one. Before the show begins, you're able to, you know, kind of uh, give the first performer a uh, a heads up and a, hey, you can do this. Oh, in that case, that would be Axel, mm-hmm. right? Uh, do you want to go over, check him, check up on him, and see if you're ready to yeah. go? Okay. Uh, you make your way up to him. Uh, he is uh, brushing the birds a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, he's got his top hat on. His uh, mustache is gelled to be actually... You've always kind of called it quirky, but it looked kind of stylish. Aww. 
And uh, as he looks up at you, oh, hey, hey, guys. Um, hey, and he kind of stands up. He takes his top off, and he's like, you know, kind of like turning it over in his hands a little bit, uh, like a, a, a nervous uh, working class servant in a period <laughs> piece. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, I, I just wanted to say thank you for selecting me to do this opener. Um, I. I, I, it was always my dream to work here in the circus, and you, you've all made that dream come true, and uh, I know, you know, it's maybe a little weird to be so formal, but thank you so much, all of you. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. You don't have anyone else this flashy, or that could do something as flashy for an opener. I'm sure that's not true. We've got a dog made of crystals. We've got dwarves who throw each other. Um. Yes, but... But it means a lot that you picked me. <laughs> I hope you know, Axel, you're practically made for the circus. <laughs> Imagine telling that to me half a year ago. <laughs> that Volio Via would say I was made for the Take circus. Take it while you can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to. Um, and I think as he's saying this, uh, the professor kind of like claps his hands together and makes it comes as if he's going to go out. Maxwell hails me. Okay. We Good got luck, this. don't fuck up and die. just have to... I, you know, that's what I tell myself every day when I wake up. <laughs> and the professor steps out, and Axel's face kind of, uh, like, hardens a little bit. And for a moment, he looks like the coolest, most mysterious fucking guy you've ever seen. Shit. Ariadna then, raises an eyebrow and just crosses her arms like, Wow, someone's been learning. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you hear... The band start to pick up. And everyone, we're going to start our performance for Diabelle. The professor steps out into the center of the ring and says, Welcome, one and all, to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Here performing for you today in the city of Diabelle on the doorstep of Absalom. We have the most spectacular show you've ever seen before for you all today, featuring acts who have been with us from the very start to brand new ones from corners of the world you will never have seen before. Today, our first performer is... And he turns and the uh, curtains kind of sweep open and Axel stands out. Axel and his amazing Avery! Watch, Watch this, this shrewd man of the skies as he as unleashes his birds, his birds the prismatic, prismatic ray upon you all. They'll, they'll fly, fly through the air. They'll, they'll catch, catch treats from your hands. Everyone, Everyone give, it give it up for Axel. And Axel kind of steps out in the front and the crowd cheers. And this is like, not just like a woo of like a small town. This is the cheer of a city that is ready to see a show. Axel uh, steps out and the first thing that he is going to do uh, the first thing he's going to do is prepare himself. Um, and you can see that he kind of like inhales and exhales. He is uh, getting ready to... Be he's basically making an aid action on himself. Uh, Axel kind of uh, takes a break, uh, breath and he is going to make a nature check as he checks on all of his doves. And that is going to be a 13 plus 11. That is a uh, 24, which is going to be a success, uh, meaning that he beats his DC. Rather than gaining the excitement, however... Um, that means that he is going to uh, give himself a plus two circumstance bonus to his first roll. The next thing he does is he throws out a load of candy to the audience and says, 
People of Diabel, catch these treats in your hands and hold them above your heads. For I, the audacious Axel, and my amazing Avery shall take each of those treats from your hands as soon as I click my finger. And uh, he is going to, rather than make a nature check, make a performance check there. That is going to be a, oh shit, that is a 18 uh, plus 9 from his performance, bring up to 27 plus two, bring up to 29, which is a crit success. Um, these uh, different treats uh, are all scaring the crowds and a lot of like the kids at the front picked them up and it's stuff like uh, little like uh, pieces of bread or like uh, whatever. And uh, they're all waving them over their heads really excitedly as uh, Axel turns to his birds and kind of like inhales. And then holding his hand, he throws them all into the air. One, two, three, and holds his uh, hand in the air, ready to click as the birds circle above, and he clicks. And oh shit, that's gonna be a 17 plus 11, that is a 28. That is a success. Um, meaning that uh, the birds fly out towards the crowd, swooping in circles as they pick up these treats. And within like a few seconds of uh, them swishing, grabbing and throwing it to Axel, uh, soon all these kids' hands are empty. Uh, one by one, the prismatic ray lands on Axel's shoulders and he takes a bow and the crowd goes crazy as he gets 10 excitement total for the performance. 10 out of 100. Very nice. Uh, the crowd cheers as Axel skips back towards uh, the tent, uh, taking a few bows as he goes, turning to you and says, Oh, hey, what's this? Is that good? Is that good? Is that good? Is that good? Great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, he very shakily goes and sits, and uh, Dingo comes and sits beside him, like, reassuring him that he did amazing. As the crowd kind of calms down, uh, the professor says, Absolutely, Absolutely incredible, incredible, everyone! everyone. But, but today, today, we all know, know why the circus, circus you have come to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. wonders. You've heard the tales of the daring exploits of the Wandering Tree as they faced off against primeval opponents from the ancient past. Well, everyone, I have some of these creatures here for you today. I give you the mammoth and the dinosaur. And uh, making its way onto the stage goes Evora and Gigi. And then side by side comes uh, Gulgat the Zulgat and... Uh, Bongo the Stegosaurus. Um, and you hear some shrieks and screams uh, from uh, a particularly energetic part of the crowd. And it's Royari stands. Uh, you hear them screaming says, Oh my god, that's a Zulgat! That's the Zulgat that Royari and the Wandering Tree helped, helped to redeem! Oh my god! <laughs> um, and Gulgat, who's kind of got like a puffy coat on and a little symbol of Nocticula crudely carved out of wood around her neck, uh, bows excitedly. So the first thing that uh, is going to happen is Evora is uh, going to kind of nod at uh, Gulgat, and Gulgat kind of scampers onto um, the back of uh, Gigi, or no, onto the back of uh, Bongo. And Bongo uh, was only a baby when you first met her, uh, when Volio saved her from the dinosaur corral back in Willowside. But the last month, she's grown quite large. She's about the size of a cow right now. And um, Gulga kind of scampers onto her back, and you can see along every single one of the plates on the Stegosaurus' backs, uh, there's a load of drums. And uh, cackling a little bit, uh, Gulga starts to play the drums very loudly. And that is going to be a 15 
plus uh, 24, uh, bring it up to a 39, which is a success as she starts to play the drums for Gigi. Uh, bring it up to 24 out of 100 anticipation. Evora then uh, kind of like stands before Gigi and she inhales, she exhales as she gets ready to make a, a really big lift in time to this uh, drumming by uh, Gulgat. And she is going to make a... Oh shit, 19 plus 19, that is a 38. That is another crit success. Which means that she is going to earn... She's going to earn eight more excitement, uh, bringing you up to 36. So on that crit success, Evora picks up Gigi over her head and Strip deadlifts a mammoth. And uh, the crowd goes wild. Uh, and then Evora is going to take a risk. Uh, she is going to hopefully gain a load of extra um, excitement. But if this fails, it's going to be it's going to be bad. Um, so as she's uh, pushing her limits as another action, um, this is going to uh, add the injury tag to this uh, trick. But on top of that, um, she is going to uh, hopefully add extra excitement if she succeeds. Uh, seeing this happen, uh, Gulgat kind of cackles out a little bit, and she is uh, then going to uh, use a nature check to urge Bongo closer to G uh, Evora. And that is going to be an 18 plus 22. That is a uh, that's a 30. That is just a pass. Holy shit, that was a close one. Uh, bring it up to 50 excitement. Um, and Evora leans forward and picks up the bottom of, uh, of Bongo and is going to make another length check. Remember, the DC has risen, and if she fucks up, she's injured. But if it works, oh boy. She's trying to hold a dinosaur in one hand, and you see her shift uh, Gigi into another hand. A 17 plus 19, that is going to be a uh, 36 minus 2, that is a 34. That is still a God crit. damn, okay. You see Evora holding in one hand a mammoth, and in the other hand a stegosaurus. And she's, like, very clearly trembling. This is a lot even for her. But the crowd is fucking losing their minds. Um, so on top of gaining uh, the regular excitement, um, that is going to add an additional uh, four. So that brings up to 62 out of 100 excitement. Um, and finally, up on top, uh, you just hear uh, Gulgat cackling, and uh, she's going to make one more performance roll to play the drums on top of uh, on top of Bongo. Uh, that is a ten, a ten plus twenty-two. That is a thirty-two. That is a pass. Uh, she plays the drums loud and fast, and the crowd like jumps off their feet, and they are clapping hard because, holy shit, half orc, mammoth, dinosaur, Zulgat all in this weird human pyramid. And carefully she sets them down as the crowd cheers them out and the group returns backstage, having earned a shit ton of excitement. Um, Evora kind of comes back uh, and she collapses against uh, Gigi's uh, side. Like, oh my God, that was... Uh, <sighs> I've never pushed myself out of that, not in my life. How are your, how are your muscles? Oh, they burn! It's you good! Did, you did great, though. Um, Gigi kind of, like, trumpets a little bit. Um, clearly, like, excited. And uh, Ghoul Gat kind of, like, scampers forward and says, You guys! Mm -hmm. 
I did it. You did. I performed. You for, did. I performed you for a second. You did a lovely job. I, that was the best I've ever felt in my Wasn't life. Wasn't it wonderful? I... Bongo did. S- she did so well, she didn't did. she? She did. Yes, 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 yes. She's scratching Bongo's head, and Bongo's tail starts like thumping oh, a little bit. Evelie was putting a hand towards Bongo to pet. You pet Bongo yes. easily. Um, in fact, you feel a trunk on your hand because uh, Gigi Blue wants to pet crying. <laughs> um, back on the sh- floor, though, um, you see, you hear uh, the professor and says, Now everyone, surely you've heard of one of the most beautiful women in the world, Mordain the Magician. There are some who say that her looks could stop a man's heart, and some also know that she is able to escape from any prison. People of Diabelle, I give you Mordain the Magnificent! And uh, as she's coming out, uh, sitting on the throne that Hod carries, uh, she kind of turns and looks at you guys and offers a smile. A smile of gratitude, I think. And you guys, you see as she's brought out onto this uh, main stage, um, the spotlights clap on and swivel towards her. And you see, like, it's the, um, uh, it's the Goodfast uh, family, um, the, the Sirens of the Spheres, putting these spotlights down as she's uh, put in front of a giant, um, it almost looks like an eel made of mm-hmm. water that you can see uh, Ufi the Aquanetsist is uh, making churn. The thing is made of glass, but the water inside is swirling slightly. And um, Mordain uh, is lifted into the air by Hod. She puts her hands up and she inhales. And she is going to prepare herself. So she takes one action to prepare. And that is going to be a... Uh, she's going to make an, uh, a fortitude save here to see uh, if she's going to hold her breath long enough. Uh, that is an 8 plus 13. Uh, that is a 21, which beats her DC, which means that she holds the breath real tight and she's going to get a plus two to the next, next roll. And then Hod drops her into the like uh, one of the glass openings. And you can see she is actually uh, kind of swimming through this extremely cramped glass tube that spirals around in like uh, almost like an intestine. Uh, and uh, she needs to get out to the other side, despite how cramped it is before she runs out of air. Uh, so she is going to make a Tevery check with a plus two to see if she's able to do it. Uh, oh gosh. That is a six plus 12, that is an 18. And it's a good thing she held her breath because that plus two brings up to a 20, which is a pass. Uh, adding five more excitement to your thing. You're at 67 out of 100. Um, she's gonna make one more thing. She's like swirling through this thing very quickly. Uh, and uh, the crowd is like looking, craning her necks, trying to see where in this strange apparatus she's hidden. Uh, and she's gonna make one more push, and that is gonna be, that's more like it, a 15 plus 12. Uh, that is a, a 27, that is a success. Mordain shoots at the other end, does a flip, lands, and bows before finally taking another breath of air. Um, the spotlights swirl and people cheer as she gains another five excitement, bringing you guys up to 73, 72 out of 100. Sheesh. Sheesh is right. She shakes her head, water uh, kind of like splatters everywhere, and then her hair immediately dries out thanks to Ufi. She takes a bow and the crowd goes crazy. That was an insane mix of beauty and skill. 
and they loved it. She kind of goes backstage, uh, followed by Hod and by uh, Ufi. And Hod, uh, Mordeng smiles and says, You should have put me in the big number ages ago. I killed it. <laughs> he needed you to he save did. your strength for the biggest of big numbers. Now, you, look at me, Eliato. If I am not the big number in Absalom, I will be so cross with you. <laughs> what if I want to be the big number? Oh, you attention whore. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> as this is, uh, as you guys are having a little bit of banter, you hear the professor say, And now, oh, no! we, we bring, bring you, you the, the final, final act, act of the, of the evening. evening. From, From the, the depths, depths of the vault of the Vask. From the crystal caves and from the jungles of the Mwangi expanse, we bring forwards for you all tree creatures that you will have never seen before in your lives. We give you Elysia Pumpernickel and Mr. Tickles, Helg and the Incredibles, Devourer of Suns, and Corminter and the uh, wonderful Warples. And certainly, uh, you see Helg. Uh, she doesn't have the same um, kind of like crazy clown makeup she had back in Train. She's got like a tailor-made coat and a little like fluffy dress. Oh. <laughs> uh, and she kind of looks at you and gives you a gug. Yes. Uh, Corminter inhales, exhales, and uh, nods before uh, marching in. And uh, Elizia says, just like old times, everyone. Let's do this. So all of them come out and take one of the tree rings in the center of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Um, we're going to start with Elysia. Uh, she is in the uh, leftmost ring. Uh, and uh, she's going to just kind of like start by uh, bringing uh, Mr. Tickles uh, towards the crowd. Um, he's kind of like uh, coiled around her shoulders. And because he's like an anaconda, he's really fucking long. And you see a lot of the kids staring in wonder as Mr. Tickles comes closer to them. And then he kind of like hisses and bears his fangs, um, which is going to be an intimidation check. Uh, and that is going to be a uh, seven plus uh, 13. That is a 20 that just succeeds, uh, getting you five in uh, excitement, bringing you up to 77 as the kids jump back in fear. And, and Elysia says, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry, everyone. He's quite friendly as she kind of brings him towards uh, another group. She like walks up to like a mom in the crowd and brings the mom onto the stage. And the mom's like, oh, as Mr. Tickles starts to slither across her. And that's going to be a nature check. Uh, that is going to be uh, a 18 plus 12. That is a 30 crit success. Sick, sick. Those snakes starts to coil around the mom as she stays very, very still. And you can see she's got like sweat beating down her brows. No, don't worry, everyone. Mr. Tickles, he's quite the gentleman. Uh, that's bringing you up to 82 excitement. And uh, she's going to wrap it up by having him make one last hiss in this mom's face. Uh, and that is a 14 plus 12, 26. It works. Mr. Tickles hisses and the mom lets out a shriek. And uh, the crowd all kind of like cheers and laughs as uh, she's brought down and sat down. And she looks very grumpy for a second. Like, she didn't enjoy that at all. Until uh, Boolaroo kind of, like, scampers up to her and places a little toy snake in her hands as a, thank you for participating. <laughs> uh, next, we have Corminter. And uh, Corminter, she is uh, kind of, like, walking out with uh, whirples over her head and says, if you like snakes, then come take a look at worms. And uh, she kind of 
holds Whirples over her head, and Whirples lets out a... <laughs> um, his little paper crown uh, sat firmly on his head, and she is going to throw him down onto the floor. And that is a plus 27. Uh, that is a 7 plus 27. Uh, that is a 34, which just beats her DC. Uh, that is 16 excitement, which, uh, oh, 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 could this be? Mm-hmm. Everyone, you got 103 out of 100 anticipation. Hey, <gasps> oh nice. Oh my god. You've successfully done it. You can see as uh, this worm is thrown into the floor and immediately buries under, starting to dig like, uh, kind of like figure eights around Cormenter. You see the uh, the town scouts. Uh, they've been like at the front this entire time, but they crane their heads and their eyes widen because yeah, anyone can have birds. Anyone can have snakes, but a purple worm? Now that the people of Absalom need to see. Um, He's so, so big, uh, he got us to Absalom. <laughs> uh, Warples is then going to uh, jump out of the floor. That's going to be a uh oh, oh not one. No, send to the clouds. You're gonna send to the clouds? <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that yet. Yeah. Okay, cool. In the clouds. Uh, you see him burst out, and he's going directly towards the cloud, and uh, he kind of splats onto the floor and starts riding a little bit um, as he tries to readjust himself. And everyone's like, "Oh shit!" And then uh, as you uh, volley, you say, "Go, go, go!" You hear, uh, ink honk and ink honk, as, uh, big and small, Hamita, Tail, and Radulav, uh, tumble out onto the middle of the stage and pick up, uh, Whirples and say, What are you doing on the floor, Whirples? You're supposed to be under it! And Radulav kind of sizes, Hmm. You know, if this, if this performance doesn't go well, perhaps it'll be us who's under the floor, Pamita. And she, like, makes a <gasps> face, and the crowd just fucking loses it. So, uh, <laughs> That is going to be an additional 16 excitement anyway, bringing you up to 119 excitement. Cormenter is a, a momentarily confused by this, but she shakes her head and says, come on, let's go. And uh, she points at uh, the worm and uh, Whirlpool's kind of like, so makes a as he comes towards her. She is commanding him. This is going to be a nature check. Uh, that is an eight plus 22, that is a 30, which is again, just a pass. That is another 16 excitement. Bring up to 125 as Cormenter uh, wows the crowd with a purple worm. Finally, Helg makes her way onto the stage, lumbering, and people are kind of shocked by this uh, before she calls out and says, Gug, 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 behold, the devourer of suns, a crystal jackal found deep beneath the plates of the planet. And uh, indeed, Sunny jumps out, and uh, I think that is going to be her uh, making a nature check to command him to jump out. Uh, so that is going to be a nine plus 24. Uh, that is going to be a 33, which just this is DC. Wow, we're having a lot of close calls today. Um, that is another 15 excitement, bringing you up to 140 excitement uh, as he jumps out and starts like kind of like wagging his tail. And you can hear the humming noise as air passes through uh, the like holes in his crystal body and the crowd gasps and uh helg is going to actually cast a spell uh she's going to cast um prismatic or a um is prismatic yeah she's going to cast a prismatic ray as she creates a rainbow but she's not trying to attack sunny obviously that's gonna be a 17 plus 24 uh that is going to be actually a crit um she blasts this rainbow true sunny and the light that passes through him 
is refracted throughout the circus like a huge disco ball. And everyone likes eyes widen, and she says, No, Sonny! Show them your might! Da, da, da. Sonny lets out a yip, and he is going to jump onto uh, Warples, and then try to rebound onto Elysia, and jump one last time and do a flip in the air. Can you do it, Sonny? Flip. That is an 11 plus 24. That is a 35, fellas. He does a flip. He does a flip. <laughs> Bring you up to 155 out of 100 excitement. The crowd cheers as everyone uh, like starts chanting, Wayward Wonders! Wayward Wonders! Um, Helg, Elysia, and Cormenter take a bow as their pets, like, you know, bark and make weird noises. And everything's great. Um, a lot of these people, like, uh, you know, start leaving slowly as, uh, the, no. Uh, the professor kind of, like, uh, calls out and says, that's, That's it, it for, for today, today everyone. everyone. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much for coming to our performance in the city of Diaba. We, we shall be staying here for the month. month. So, so if you, you want, want to bring a friend, friend make, make sure, sure you do, because, because next time, time who knows what, what wayward, wayward wonders, wonders you shall see. see. Thank and you, everyone, and have I a wonderful night. Woo! Um, everything is great. You can see that Hell, Cormenter, and Elysia all look so genuinely happy. And as you kind of look around, you can see that there's like this weird sparkling dust in the air. Um, and uh, as you look up from your own like sigil drawing and uh, upkeep of the ritual backstage, which in compared to other rituals was fairly low key, um, really the onus was on the performers. But you can see everyone looks almost like unreal with how beautiful they look right now. And that weird sparkling dust in the air that filters through the light of the tent makes you know for sure that you have successfully performed the world's a stage ritual. Meaning that you have, for the next month, a single skill reroll. You'll be able to reroll and tear up a, a tier of success, making like a success into a critical success or a failure into a success, um, which will be incredibly useful. Woo! Um, you guys have all made a lot of money. Um, that is going to be 115 gold for the circus, which is wonderful. And uh, more importantly than that, for your own pay, everyone earns 1,350 gold. Oh my god. Um, everything is great. Everyone is shaking hands. You guys kind of like come out as you're celebrating uh, before a, uh, a few people approach you. Hold on, before that happens, Volio makes it a point to kiss Warples on his on his sweet little head. <laughs> Warples that's out. Yes. Um and it's at that point, as you're kissing Warples on the sweet little head, uh, <laughs> Volio, that a trio approach you. Um a half elf, a half orc, and a uh, dwarf. And uh they're all wearing uh, very fine suits and like with little cloaks and stuff. As the man steps forward and says, uh, hello, would you be uh Volio Via? Who's asking? My name is Lori Zini. Uh, I uh, represent the uh, planning committee of the Radiant Festival in Absalom. I'm sure you've heard of it. Once or twice, yes. Um, he kind of turns and he looks at uh, you two, Ariato and Royari. He says, I assume you must be Ariato Bati and Royari Sansonax? Yes. Uh-huh. Hello, wonderful to meet you all. I'd just like to say, um, the 
Radiant Festival is obviously quite a competitive place. Everyone who's anyone wants to get in. However, after seeing your performance here tonight, and a smile kind of spreads onto his face, I'd say I'm going to do my very best to recommend that you are guaranteed a place to perform. How would you all like to perform in Absalom? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all three of them smile, but I think uh, Lorraine kind of like smiles the widest and he says, Well, I hope you're ready to be stars like no other. Thank you all very much for the show and keep it up. Thank you. And with that, he kind of leaves and you guys... You guys are able to relax. It's done. As the crowds disperse and everyone is celebrating, drinking uh, leftover beer and uh, talking as the moon sets to rise over uh, Diabelle, you're all sat near your wagon. How are you all doing? Pretty fucking good. <laughs> Molly is pretty jazzed. Rayari is very excited. I'm just kind of buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, as you're all sitting there, um, I think um, you are approached by Elysia, and mm -hmm. uh, she smiles and says, Hey, everyone. That went pretty well, I think. It's just Very a well. <laughs> it went incredibly well. It was maybe an okay show. I don't know. <laughs> it's Ariado Elbows, will you? Ow. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do this without you all. Oh, you are exaggerating. No. Riari, Ariado Volu, all three of you, even if you didn't perform, you... Half the people who are at this circus are here because you brought them in. This started out as just a few performers, but it it really feels like a family now, and I don't think that would have happened if it hadn't been for the, for the wandering tree. I'm glad. You, you can't make me cry, hon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say today of all days is a good day to cry. After everything we fought for and the sacrifices we made, I'd say today's a good one to cry. A machine cannot run on oil alone. It needs its parts to function. You hear very, like, uh, echoing through the, uh, through the uh, space, um, the mechanical voice of a oil. <laughs> I... Oh, Meccano, baby boy, and he runs towards him. <laughs> Meccano is uh, sat beside, um, uh, is just kind of like sitting beside Axel's uh, wagon. He's mm -hmm. looking a little. He's looking a little sleepy. He's had a long day giving people popcorn and shooting water in their faces. Volio literally picks him up and goes to put him inside of a bed. He doesn't know which. He probably puts him in Axel's bed. Actually, <laughs> Axel is in the bed. He's like, "What? Volio, what's going?" Ah! <laughs> he slams Mikado into him. <laughs> um, as Volio is doing this bullshit, um, Elysia turns back to Ariato and Royari and says, "So now what?" Well. First, gotta save the world. Then, Absalom. Simple. You're... The whole thing with going up to the Cortis Mountains and um, something with your reflections. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Do you cool. know what you're actually going to do? You don't, uh, do you? Not in particular. We know where to go. Do you, where exactly are you going? 
Cortez Mountains. Well, here's the thing. I had the, some the weird hag fucking calling shit happen to me like a few months ago, and I'm pretty sure my <laughs> mother um is with the Zogas. She's so, your face. She makes a face like, oh, you, uh, okay. It's complicated, and I'm pretty sure that because uh, I I'll just get into all of the details. I'll just open the calling like a radar and try to find them. It's fine. <laughs> that sounds really dangerous. How are you going to get up? Oh, that was... I believe oh, we God. have a guy. Rayari's like, I have uh, my... I, I met an old friend yesterday who's... Uh, his name is Khan. His boss's friend knows a guy that... Oh, I, I, we have a plan for somebody that can ride us up into the mountains, yes. Okay. Um, well, if you're if you know what you're doing... I mean, honestly, even if you don't, that's kind of your style. Running into things you've no idea how to do and just doing it. We improvise for the circus. I think Elizabeth smiles as she looks up and says, Yeah, he sure are. Make sure to come back safely, alright? I know we say that each time, but... There's something about the finality of this one that makes it feel different. Don't you think? I... Yeah, I get it. I promise that I will come back. We promise that we will come back. Yes. You better, because I don't know if I'll be able to be the one doing the uh, grand finale in the Radiant Festival. Oh, God. We're going to need you there on opening night. Oh, God. How long does that last? Oh, I think it takes like six months for the Radiant Festival. Six months? My God. It's a long thing, yeah. Well... I mean, it happens once in a century, so I guess, but they want you there on the day it starts, you know? Making a lot of money that six months. <laughs> Hopefully. And she smiles and says, Good luck, okay? I go get some sleep, because I assume you're going to need to wake up early tomorrow. Uh, maybe. Oh, dear. You're going to have to be a morning person. No, I absolutely refuse to. You can't make me do it. <laughs> Not even to uh, save the world, dear. <sighs> this is the one time. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys all want to get a good night's sleep before making your way out to find uh, this guy who will bring you up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Volio has tucked Lucrano into bed. Yeah, despite <laughs> much protestation from Axel. <laughs> yeah, and you, despite it not, uh, he, he went into the he went into the trailer and they had that conversation. But like in the background, the entire trailer was like shaking because he was fighting Axel to get Meccano into bed. Please, <laughs> comes out and he's like so scratched up. Are you okay? <laughs> Putting Meccano to sleep is a process of its own. He's a fruit fast. I don't... Do they need... need I don't... He looks tired. Fucking god. You guys want to get some sleep? How does it... Okay. (laughs) Alright. You guys get some sleep. And uh, morning comes. Uh, Royari, you uh, bring the others to uh, Yalvi's Yums uh, to go meet with uh, the Epinomis Yalvi. Um, You... And it's like they were waiting for you. Uh, they probably were. Come probably told them that you were coming. Um, 
Um, they're a goblin, fairly bright uh, green skin, a couple of burns, especially like on the arms and legs. They have a little mohawk of hair, uh, which is like dyed bright multi-hued colors and has like piercings all over their face. And uh, they kind of grin as you uh, enter and says, Hey everyone, are you, uh, are you Khan's friends? Uh-huh. Yes. Hey, I'm Yalvi, uh, proprietor of this place. And, um, yeah, he told me you guys were going up to the mountains. And look, the way it is, the mountains have the best reef claws, and I'm kind of running out of them for my gumbo. So, hey, let's make a trip of it, okay? Oh, yes, it's a vim vim. Sure, of course. You, uh, she kind of, or sorry, they kind of, like, uh, smile as uh, they uh, guide you to another place. And um, you kind of enter, and uh, this whole place is fucking wild. Because uh, there is corgi memorabilia everywhere. Corgi memorabilia? Yeah, there's corgi merch, there's corgi statues, there's corgi art on the walls. Oh, doggies, oh doggies, sweet doggies. And uh, the fellow who is um, kind of, like, at the desk is a uh, guy... He looks like a catfolk, but he's very, very muscular. Um, about mm-hmm. six feet tall, and then two giant, like, cow horns coming from his forehead. And, yeah, he is an unusual fellow. Um, I don't think you've ever seen anything quite like him before. And he says, mm-hmm. hey, everyone. Oh, Yalvi! And Yalvi's like, hey, dude, uh, got some people who want to go up the mountains with me. And uh, the guy looks at you all and says, Hey everyone, my name's Mikhail. I will be happy to take you up. Thank uh, you. Um, you're going into the Cordox Mountains, right? Anywhere in particular? Yes. Um. Do we know out of character where in particular? No, Absolutely fucking no. not. No. Not in like, particular. Um, this is going to sound very weird, but we're just kind of like feeling around for where we need to go. So if we could just take us up there. Yeah, that does sound really weird, actually. It does, but we'll figure it out. Yalvi shrugs and says, I don't know, it sounds like a fun time to me. Yes, you get to go upset and leave a group of strangers out into wilderness. Yeah, they get it. (laughs) Uh, Mikhail kind of chuckles and says, Uh, sure, why not, right? Um, Yes, you get paid anyways. Yeah, uh, here, how about this? I'll take you up as far as the Eagle Garrison Mm -hmm. and I'll wait for you there. It's the last... Uh, outpost of uh, you know watchers I'm not really sure what they watch for but they're up there and um, they've got some strings to people in Absalom I think point is we'll get you up to the Eagle Garrison and uh, Mia and Yalvi can stay there until you're ready to go back perfect uh, are you ready to head now and Yalvi says yep I'm good what about you guys mm-hmm. yes. we are right? yeah yeah we're good one second, let me go uh, stack, stop the wagon. Come here. And uh, Mikhail kind of like has you guys follow him and you go out the back and fellas, it is the best thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's like a little ranch and it's full of corgis. <gasps> oh. With one key difference. My, uh-huh. The corgis are the size of cattle. Oh my God. Oh. Oh. Bully was walking up to them. Bully was walking up to them. Bully was putting they his face at you. inside of a corgi. They look at you. They start licking you. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Careful, careful. You don't want to get too licked. It, you'll smell for hours after that. Ooh, I don't mind. I love stinky. Things oh, God. It. You all... You just... Oh, God. Do not... If I have to be... If I have to deal with this goth stench, I am not going to deal with that stench. It is versus a heavily petting of a puppy. Oh, my God. Um, he kind of <laughs> grins and says... Fey dogs, they are the best way to get up mountains. They've got a low center of gravity. See how close their bodies are to the floor? They can climb up nearly the steepest of inclines. And they're strong, too. <laughs> now, come here. And uh, you guys all start packing into the back. And slowly but surely, up the mountains you go. Corgi, corgi. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did, and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So, yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. So I think we're going to skip a few hours ahead now. <laughs> um, it's probably around the afternoon now as you make your ways. You're going up uh, a path which is by now leading up into uh, the hills. And hills give way to mountains and slowly but surely you're making your way um, through a kind of like foresty patch of the mountain. The path is worn and kind of rocky. Uh, despite uh, how well this fey dog is pulling you up, it's still kind of a bumpy ride. But the air is so clean and crisp. Ariadne, you can vaguely remember a path just like this from a nightmare once, but seeing it for yourself in real life, it, it doesn't feel as bad. Still kind of ominous, though. Still kind of ominous. <laughs> like, she There's still some... doesn't feel great about being around here. She's just not showing it. <laughs> yeah. There's a sense of foreboding about all of it. Um, yeah. But as you guys are, like, there, I think... Um, some other people are having uh, a lot of, like, happy conversation. Uh, Yalvi, for example, is happily chipping away. So yeah, I actually came up in the puddles in Absalom. It's uh, one of the poorest parts of the city. The, it's, it's called the puddles because it's almost always flooded. <laughs> um, but I started working as a dishwasher. Um, mm -hmm. See, people... I, I got my start in cooking because of that. Because people just left all the good flavors on the plates. Hmm. Ah. And so I, you know, lick him clean. I start to reproduce it. I'd make my own meals. I'm hoping to find some, you know, special ingredients up here. Be great. What about you guys? What are you all doing? Adventuring. Killing. Oh my god, we're not here to kill specifically. Adventuring. He, uh, Yalvi tilts her head and says, well, what kind of adventuring? You don't just adventure for this. Well, actually... They pause and they stare at you and says, You guys aren't just being... You guys aren't just going up into the mountains to grind EXP or something, right? 
Do what? Oh no, we're not metagaming, don't worry. Yeah, okay, because like, you don't have a destination in mind and you're here to just go adventuring. Do you have a quest or are you just going up here for fun? Um, okay, so you know how in like, um, like, like, um, a, like a video game or like a movie, you'll see like, um, a character go somewhere and they will just like feel where they need to go. It's kind of like, it's kind of like situation that they need to like, you know, feel out with our souls where we need to go next. We just know that it's in this general area. Huh. You know what I mean, Zetrop? No, I don't get it at all, but it sounds fun. Me either, but we're gonna do it anyways. Uh, Mikhail kind of looks over his shoulder at you all, and he says, uh, So you're all... Pardon me for intruding, but you guys are circus folk, right? Yes. Sure. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I actually used to be in a circus once ages ago, when I was just a kid. Oh, yeah? Really? Oh my, what was your act? Yeah, well, my act was I look weird. <laughs> well, that's fair. See, um, you know, half calf folk, half minotaur. It makes a weird look. Um, it was my mom. She ran the circus, actually. Mm-hmm. And she thought I looked weird enough to kind of, you know, show off, but... What circus it... were you in? Oh, I don't remember it. I just remember calling it the circus. Um, it was in Escadar, though. I'm sorry. Cat folk. Hey. <clears throat> yeah. Was I am. your was your mother a cat folk? Yeah, it's my mom's side's the cat folk. Uh, my dad was a traveling minosaur, came through the city. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sorry. Eyes the others. Does the name of Jesklite mean anything to you? Yeah, I, I think that's what she made me call her. <laughs> that's mm. the. S- oh my god, we started. Well, I didn't start at that circus. That's the circus that the three of us met at. Hey, quick oh, question. Oh, no way! Just, yeah, uh, we were in that, but have you had any contact with her lately? Like, Oh, no. she I wasn't making her a lot of money. Uh, so she just kind of threw me onto the streets and, you know, told me to fuck off, basically. That yes. sounds about that right sounds, for Yeah, that sounds like her. Uh, um, I eventually, you know, kind of wound up back in the mainland and, uh, Spend some time with my, uh, not my dad because I, you know, never met him, but uh, mm-hmm. my dad's people with Minotaurs up in the mountains. That's why I do this whole uh, up and down thing. Oh, I see, I see. What of you? Um, you should probably know, we put your mom in jail. Oh, shit, yes, she okay. Was, she was a circus. The, the fact that she kicked you onto the street because you weren't making her enough money is about... Yeah, the, you know the, what? It's red flag, I suppose. What was she like? I don't really remember much about her. A bitch. Um, Raging cunt. Oh, cool. She Whoa. Was... <laughs> Sorry. She was very rude, and she was not a very great boss. And um, she tried to put a lot of a bomb. A lot. Oh my god. A lot of the <laughs> people that used to work at her circus, but left, ended up going to us. Actually, we three of us may have um, caused a scene that got a very mad at us. To get out, but you know. Hey um, man, as far as I'm concerned, she wasn't really a great, like you know, a role model of a mother. So nice to have some closure on that, actually. Yeah, it's funny. She's in, she's in jail now, I think. Something like that. Forever. Yeah. I hope. If not, I'm gonna fucking put a permanency spell on top of a dimensional lock. Yeah, dimensional lock. <laughs> I think um, Mikhail kind of chuckles a little. Funny how things work out, huh? 
No matter Thank how you. big the world is, you're always going to meet someone who knows something about you. <laughs> the world may be big, but the circus is small and for our family. Have you way. ever heard of the six-person rule? <laughs> I haven't. What's that? Uh, you are, like, if you think of a person, you're basically, like, about, at maximum, six people away from them. Like... No way. Yeah. Damn. So for us, she gestures between, like, the four of them. It was one. Dustlight. <laughs> well. Huh. I, I think he's he's grinning just a little bit. Um, before his face kind of starts with, oh, sorry. Oh, that is a bad smell. Mm-hmm. It's a corgis. Do I stink? No, that's not... You're calling me smelly? No. Why would you say that? Mikhail, your nose is like way stronger than any of ours, so I don't think any of us can smell it. Whatever it is. Is it just a bad smell? Well, I can smell it too. Oh my god, that stinks. What? 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 Air that sniffs the air. It hits you guys. Uh oh. (gasps) Rayari starts falling out of weapon. Is it a familiar romantic smell that I love? It could be. And as you uh, start pulling up the road, you hear some gibbering from around the corner. Like some people are arguing about something. Oh my god. And uh, Mikhail makes a face like, huh, I wonder what that is. Anyway. And you keep the corgi seat cutting up the road. Uh, ooh, actually, perhaps we should stop. Stop the corgi, stop the big baby, please. Uh, okay, uh, oh boy. He uh, says, and the corgi kind of pulls to a halt, and uh, he turns and looks at you guys. Something up? Um, can Volio try to get like a better look? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like you can see that this path just kind of stretches up the mountain. There's no, but like there, there are like trees on either side. That, so like, if there's something off the side of the road, it, mm-hmm. you would have to get out of the wagon to look around. No, yeah, but like you said that we heard children. Yeah, you can hear. Off in the woods, some. If we keep going, we need to be very careful and not very loud. There's something in the woods. Yeah, well, the Cordos Mountains are not safe places, I'll be honest. Um, there's a yes, reason that I don't really go up much. But, um. You've never encountered Zorgesia, have you? Uh, the troglodytes? No. Yes. There's uh, a hill have... now, if you want to meet oh. him. Uh, and I think he looks at Yalvi, and Yalvi goes, ah! And the two of them look at each other and look at you, and then Mikhail says, Is that what you're here for? Sort of, yes. Half? I think? Do you want to go check it out, or? We could. I think we probably should. Right? Okay. I think he stops and says, Yeah, Yalvi and I will stay here. Give us a shout if you need anything, but like, go do your thing. Okay. Hop now. Uh, he hops off the wagon. Okay, and you guys hop off. The air is clear, the trees are green, the sky above is a beautiful blue, and the air is smelly. What do you guys do? Uh, what direction is it? Uh, it's coming... I mean, like, you can hear the noise are coming kind of from, like, uh, your right. 
off into trees. Mm-hmm. You guys want to go pick it up? You can. What do you do? Should I fly above, maybe? Hmm. We could sleep. Hmm. Okay. All right. You guys sneaky, sneak, 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 sneak. And uh, as you're kind of doing, you kind of like peek your head around, and indeed, just as expected, you can see that something's a fuck. Something is a fuck. <laughs> yeah. A gang, a gang of Zulgat, uh, uh, have a little camp just like around the corner. Um, it's simple, mostly just a few heap nests of scrubby bush and a pile of cracked, gnawed, and discarded bones. Um, and they've got a fire, and hanging above the fire is a fucking guy. Hmm. And the guy is just kind of like, he's up fighting. His arms are bound by his sides, his ankles are bound. He's still alive! But he is being hung over a fire and cooked alive as he just kind of stares non-committedly into the middle distance. Like, yeah, this may as well happen. <laughs> the hell? Um, and uh, the Zulgat are kind of prodding him and arguing. Um, what do you guys do? Shall we go rescue that man? I mean, he doesn't care that much. Are we supposed to just leave people to die because they're just a little okay with it? No! Oh my god. Maybe he likes it. I think we should get the- I think we should get the man. I think we should get the guy. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. If you, uh, you guys uh, have a nickel for every time you have to save someone from uh, being hung upside down over a pot of, uh, like a uh, fiery pit, you'd have two nickels. Everyone, would you like to roll stealth for an issue? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Oreo, you can just not roll stealth if you want to just go last, but yeah. they will see you when your turn comes. Well, I mean, I'll be going last, so. Fair enough. 30. As a 38. So, Ariado, top of the order is you. Uh, you're poking your head out as you see uh, these tree Zulgats uh, who are trying to cook a guy alive. Um, they look pretty tough, uh, which makes sense. These are ones who are supposed to be guarding the end of the road uh, of your adventure, quite literally. Um, what do you guys do? What do you do, Ariato? I... Oh, God. I don't know if I have any sleep spells. I'm not... I... I... My CC is basically putting the enemy's HP down to zero. Uh, That's entirely fair. I will say that these are... Uh, they they are covered in demonic runes. Uh, you can tell that they are... Uh, they're not nice people. She turns to the others and goes, Okay, so sneak attack. Um, fucking get their attention and then, like, try to get the dude before... Where, what's our play here? Yeah, incapacitate some and save him from being turkey. Incapacitate. Okay. Hmm. okay. I guess we should ask him if he wants to be turkey first. I'm sure he doesn't want to be turkey, but I mean... We'll, we could... we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um... Then she is going to... Oh, wait, hang on a second. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, so what I think Ariadne's gonna do is she's gonna turn off the lights. Okay, are you casting darkness? Yes. Okay, um, so what is the what is the reach of darkness? Uh, the range is 120 feet, Arius 20 foot burst. Okay, well, uh, are you casting it over all of... Because you could basically get over most of this camp. 
Yeah. Um, I think what she's probably going to do is, since it, it blocks, like, all light, right? Yes. And because this is a heightened version, this that means that even these guys with dark vision will not be able to see in the dark. Cool, 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 cool. I think she's going to put it in a way where, like, the edge of the campfire isn't... What, the campfire isn't, like, in it. So that way we can still okay. see the guy. Okay, so you're obscuring these guys, but you haven't caught the campfire itself. Who, uh, the guy hanging over it is still fine. Because uh, the campfire is actually like towards the southeast of the camp. And uh, these guys are all kind of standing in the center right now. Yes, because she still wants... Okay. She, she still wants like the... Uh, she wants to confuse the Zulgas. She doesn't want them to like... She doesn't want them to see it all. Well, actually, you guys, because you're greater god vision, can see through it. It's just regular dark vision can't see through it. Okay, they can't see through it? Wait, wait. You, these guys can't see through it, but you tree with your uh, gift of light can see through the darkness. Ah, oh, sick. All right, well. So you're not even affected a little bit. Cool. Uh, Ariado, you raise a hand, and from the, your palms, like a weird wisps of dark smoke, like Starry Night by Van Gogh, kind of like burst out, swarm these guys, and then suddenly the whole place is in darkness. And you hear the Zulgat cursing in undercommon as they realize something's a fuck, and they're like, what's going on? What's happening? I thought it was the middle of the day! What? <laughs> Ariado, you have one action left. What do you do? Um. Hmm. What's her name? Her name is like, what, 25? Uh. And she is going to. Since she's not really affected by the darkness, she's just gonna move into the cloud. And okay, cool. Vibe there for a bit just in case. Like, they can't see her, which is great. But she can, mm -hmm. one, see them and still see the, the guy. So, just in case the dude needs saving. She's right there. Okay. Um, so, it is now uh, one of the Zulgat. Uh, this is, guy has like a cane and a staff. Um, and uh, he has like a long flowing cape uh, with green mottled skin and demonic runes carved into his skin. And he looks around and he panics and says, Fuck! What's going on? We're under attack! Um, and because he can't see you guys, uh, he's going to uh, consider his actions real fast. Um, yeah, no, he doesn't really know what he's going to do. He can't counteract this. He doesn't have any light spells or anything. So he is instead just going to run in a random direction. And that's going to be a four, uh, which is uh, he is going to run about 25 feet down to the, um, to the southeast, um, which is unfortunately still in the cloud of darkness. Uh, and he pauses looking around saying, I can't see a thing. Our vision, it's obscured! Uh, he's gonna run a different direction. He's still running that way. Uh, as he gets out, he, he is now out of the cloud. He looks around and he sees this globe of darkness and he says, What the fuck? Um, he can't see you guys because he's on the exact opposite side of the cloud of darkness. Uh, so for his last action, he's just gonna run over to the prisoner. Uh, still trying to see you guys, but uh, I don't think he can actually see any of you. Uh, it is the hard skin, or is it two other Zulgats, the more uh, martial ones? These guys have like giant clubs, and uh, they're like pretty tall and bulky with like almost Ankylosaurus plating on their backs. As they look around, it says, Quick, find a way out! Uh, one of them is going to run uh, directly south, also towards uh, the prisoner. Uh, he sees you guys, he sees the prisoner, but because of the position of this cloud, he can't see any of you. You are all literally hidden by the clouds. Uh, and finally, 
Last one is just going to run to the northwest, saying, Don't worry, I got this! Hello! Yeah, he just fucks around for his entire turn, looking, scrambling in the darkness. <laughs> he can't see shit. Uh, Volio, it is your turn. You can see them. They can't see you. Uh, there's one little guy who's still in the Cloud of Darkness. Um, there's another two who are outside of the Cloud of Darkness but can't see you guys on the other side. What do you do? Hmm. Um, Volio doesn't really have anything that can help the prisoner. Mm hmm So... Wouldn't it be funny if, um... He sprinted right over to the one that's in the mist and then, uh, baseballed him into the distance. I think that'd be really funny. You know what the worst part is? Mm-hmm. You are quite near an edge. Like, that is towards a sheer cliff face. I think maybe I'll do that then. Uh, okay, well, you can try? Okay. As many actions as he, uh, can to sprint up to him. Using fast boy. Yep, no, you get up to him in two actions pretty easily. Uh, and you're right behind him. He can't see you. You can't see him. You have one action left. Uh, kill. Okay. Do you want to make an athletics check? Yes. All right. Go, go for it. 48. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I was like, these guys have strong fortitudes. No, that's actually a crit even. Bolio, that means that you send him ten feet flying, which is. <gasps> I was going to, I was going to try cheese you because the cliff face is ten feet away. <laughs> no, you do it. You sprint up, skid to a stop, kind of drop down to a squat, and then slam this Zulgaf as hard as you can in the back of the head. He goes to ah, and then he goes to ah, as you see him <laughs> tumbling down to a cliff face, and you hear um from the other side of the darkness. Uh, the two Zulgats who were watching going, Graskin! What was it? Are you alright? Graskin! Well, that's one, that's an instant kill Volio, basically. <laughs> as you see this guy plunging to, uh, like, the rocks below. Never even saw it coming. Literally, no. Uh, Royari, it is your turn. Volio just one-shot Zulgat by knocking him off the cliff face to his doom. Very cool. What do you do? You have three actions. And you have uh, panache. Okay, okay. Um, is there a... Can I, do I have sight of a guy? Yes, you can see a guy. Uh, you okay. can see the guy with the staff. Uh, he is uh, not obscured by any of the rocks or trees nearby. The other guy is kind of where you are. You can't see him uh, because of the rocks around him. Um, is this but, guy right that I can see? Yeah, you can see a guy directly on the other side of the cloud. He can't see you, though. Uh, your eyes are glowing yellow. What do you do? Well, you see, my move speed is 55 feet. So... Okay. Uh, so, Ryari, um... had already pulled out their weapon. You um, all have your weapon back? So, Ryari literally just dashes. Um, like, like, straight up dashes. Straight towards, uh... Straight towards the Sildoth guy. Mm-hmm. The spellcaster? Um, uh, uh, and then is going to immediately use a finisher. Okay. Uh, I'll use the lethal finisher. Okay, cool. Go for it. 48. 48 is going to be a crit. Okay, well, uh... Well, let's get to that in a second. This is a lethal finisher, so he now has to make a fortitude save. Um, oh no! That's a 22. 
<laughs> this is uh, against my what? Uh, your your class DC. My class DC is thirty-seven. So. Oh no, that's a crit <laughs> fail, meaning that your finisher damage is going to be eighteen d six. Uh, why don't you roll that real fast, and let's uh, also then roll me. Uh, uh, you're gonna need to roll me eight d eight deadly damage as well. That's gonna be your regular damage plus eighteen d six plus eight d eight. Please untank me. Fifty seven. Holy fuck. Okay. Well, uh, Royari, what that means is uh, you do twenty four piercing. Plus uh, two electricity and two fire. We have to twenty-eight. Plus fifty-seven. Uh, that is eighty-five. Uh, eighty-five plus nineteen deadly damage. That is ninety-five piercing damage immediately. He is on fire and uh, electrocuted. Uh, and he stumbles back in pain as you do this. Uh, his eyes widening as you lunge from the darkness at him. Uh, what do you do? Um, Rayari. Uh, is going to um, Bunmo with um, sorry, did I surprise you? Uh, make me a diplomacy check. 36. Uh, 36 against this guy's will DC is a pass by one. Um, you stare, you say that real poorly like, and the Zulgat deep ma- uh, the deep mount, yeah, you can tell this is a deep mount. You fought these guys back in Willow's side. Uh, his eyes widen and he screams and says, the circus is here! Quickly! We must alert Lord Everhunger! <laughs> uh, so he is stupefied, and uh, you have Panache. Uh, That's my turn. All right, Ariado, it is your turn. You are inside the darkness. These guys literally did not see you coming. What do you do? Uh, uh, she's gonna... <laughs> she's gonna cast Implosion on the... Um, the Zulgath that's standing next to the fire. Uh, the one, okay, the hard scale? Because yeah. again, you can tell this is a hard scale. You fought them in Willow's side. Yep. These are the beefy ones. Mm-hmm. So what does he have to make here? Um, I believe it's a fortitude save. I, fortitude, does yeah. Does a 31 pass, yeah, does a 31 pass your spell DC? Well, no. Okay, well, how much damage is that? Uh, 75 flat damage. God damn, Ariadne, you hold up a hand, and uh, this hard scale is snarling and says, Yes, we as- As he starts crumbling inwards, as this, like, black hole force opens inside him. Uh, And you have one action left as you stand there clutching your hand together, watching this Zulgat crumble. Hold up, I got a feat. I remember I got a feat. Uh... Uh Uh-huh. Oh, fourth and lower, that's right. Okay. Um, one action... I think to distract him from uh, from trying to call his friends and call reinforcements, she's gonna pop out from the darkness like, "Hi, how are you doing?" Oh. All right, lunging from the darkness, Ariato, you jump on the other side of Zulga Hardscale, who stumbles back in surprise, staring at you as he realizes the oh fuck of what's happening. <laughs> um, it is now the Deep Mouth's turn, uh, and the Deep Mouth snarls. And uh, he's going to try out uh, slam a spiked gauntlet into you, Royari. That is a 37 to hit. Uh, no, actually, it does not. Oh my god, okay. He tries to throw up like a punch at you, and you dodge out of the way, Royari. And he snarls, and he's going to uh, instead just uh, hold a uh, his cane in the air and try to cast a divine rat. 
Um, so Ariato and Royari, uh, both of you need to make a fortitude save as he says, By the power of Zephgabazeth, I damn thee! Thirty-two. Okay. Uh, so what is Iria for you? Uh, forty-four. Crit success for you, Ariadne, but a fail for you, Royari. So Ariadne, you take no damage as the like lashing like tentacles of Zevgabazed manifest in the air and start striking. So Royari, you are going to take uh six d ten evil damage. Oh. You overrated little twink. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, you are sickened one. So that's 22 damage, and you are sickened one. And that is his turn. Uh, it is now the hard scale's turn. The hard scale, like, kind of reflexively um, turns and uh, tries to attack you, Ariato, almost like a get a fuck away from me, as he swings his club into you. That is a 40 to hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that hits. That is uh, 27 bludgeoning damage as he catches you in the face. Uh, reaction? Actually? Yeah? Can I use my reaction? Sorry, AJ. Oh, no, you're okay. <laughs> you can both do this reaction. <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask if I could use a glimpse of redemption. Sure, what do you say to him? Ryari turns, uh, Ryari basically just, like, uh, as they're stumbling back because they're in pain, uh, looks back and notices this and goes, oh, no, that's very rude. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, you do, you do say that and he flinches, but he still goes through with the attack. Um, well, he's, guys, still, he's enfeebled. He's enfeebled and that is going to be, uh, what, your level plus your charisma less? What's your charisma, Ryari? It's actually two plus my level. Oh, it's two plus Not two level, okay. Yeah. Hey, Ariadne, so instead it's... of 27 damage, you take seven damage. Cool. Awesome. As he just kind of lightly spanks you with his hammer. Uh, oh, he gross. then turns and uh, runs towards uh, to, to get a horn, and he picks up the horn, and that is his turn. He is not able to blow it yet. Oh, damn. I didn't even have to use my reaction. Cool. <laughs> Volio, it is your turn. Uh, you're still in the darkness. The Zulga have not seen you yet, but they certainly know you're here. All of them have heard the tale of the wandering tree. What do you do? <laughs> the, the circus is here. Wait, where's the clown? <laughs> what do you do? Uh, he's going to... He's going to sprint up to the one that Royari is fighting and hit him. Just like the last one. Okay, Except cool. Not off Make the cliff this time. Okay, just going to... Are you trying to smack him with your hammer? Yeah. Okay, crush that skull. Go for it. I'm not raging, so... That's fine. You can still hit it's this guy hard. 35. 35 is a hit. How much damage is that? Uh, that's 26 plus 4, 30 damage. Okay. Oh, uh, minus, uh, minus a little bit because you're not raging. Uh, bring it down to... Well, no, that's the non-raging one that I rolled. Oh, okay, cool. Well, in that cool. case... Uh, sorry. Don't cheat me on my damage. That is going to be 35 damage as you buff him in that back of the head. He's not looking well. You have one action left. What do you do? I do it again. Okay, go for it. 34. That's a hit, indeed. Uh, that's going to be how much damage? Uh, that's 20 damage this time, or 23. All right, well, Volio, with that, you crumble this guy's skull as he falls to the floor in a pile. Fuck yeah. Yeah. There's only one guy left, and he's trying to uh, uh, blow a horn that will alert everyone of your presence. Royari, it is your turn. Uh, there is one guy left. What do you do? You have an ash. 
Briari is going to sprint straight towards him. Kind of like if you were jousting, but there was nobody, but you weren't like riding a horse. Okay, Just like cool. watch out. She's running 55 miles an hour or something. I don't know how that works. Um, you run fast and hit. <laughs> yeah. Make that attack, that attack roll. Is this a finisher? Uh, yes. I think I'm going to use a, a lethal one. I don't know. Okay, go for it. 45. Well, a 45 against this guy is a crit. Um, and he has to make a 14 save, which is going to be a uh, tree tree. That does not succeed. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, um, you need to roll me an extra 6d6 damage. Shit, all right. Um, 24. All right. So it's going to be 26 plus 24. That is going to be 40 uh, plus 5 plus 2 from fire and electricity, meaning that's 47 damage. And he's not looking great. One more swift blow should be enough to do it. What do you do, Royari? Um, well... Can't attack again because finisher. I'm going to just... Uh, I'll do this. I tumble through. Okay, cool. Make me an acrobatics check. 42. Okay, yep. Yeah. Easily peasily. You switch through. You got Panache. And Ariado, mm. it is your turn. This guy is about Pretty to call... sure hmm? now... I'm flanking him? You are flanking him, that's right. Yes, that's what I was planning on doing. Okay, Ariado, it is your turn. Uh, this Zulgat hardscale is about to blow a horn and alert uh, the rest of the Zulgat army of your presence. What do you do? Uh, prevent that from happening immediately. So, can't implode the same target twice, which is unfortunate. You do have X-Wing spell if you want to use one of those uh, lower level spell slots, because he does not look well. That is true. Level four and below, huh? So long as it doesn't have a duration. Yep. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna need him to make a. I need him to make a reflex save. Okay. Uh, is this an area thing? Yes. Okay, Roy, you're gonna need to make this reflex save as well. Uh, oh no! Not Poor really. Royari. Oh no. Let's see. Let me measure twenty feet. Oh god. <laughs> you have to remember, Derry. I, I am a snipe. I am a sniper when it comes to these things. Twenty foot. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll allow it. Cool. You kind of throw it on the floor right in front of you, uh, so it blasts him, but not you or Royari. That is very well placed. Um, <laughs> so he made a he made a 26 and a 29 for his reflex saves. 26 and 29. Uh, they are both fails, but they're not crit fails. They're very close, though. Okay. Uh, well, make me those uh, attack rolls, or make me those damage rolls. Where are you casting? Fireball. Okay, two fire... Well, I think it's more that you conjure up one giant fireball, and as you throw it, a second one launches after it. So roll damage twice. Okay, so that is going to be... Derry, you remember... <laughs> you forget that sometimes I forget about this, so I'm actually supposed to be doing more damage than usual. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dangerous Sorcery adds your level to damage, uh, your spell level to damage. The that. spell's level, yep. So that's uh, 21 and a 29. <laughs> That's 50 damage. He had 44 HP left. Ariado, you ash this guy. Two fireballs explode from your hands. Turn this guy to dust. And just like that, there are no Zulgat left in this camp. Huh. That was close. Oof. We did it. Yay. All right. The, the guy offers a fire. <laughs> oh, God. Hold, hold on. We're coming to help. He doesn't say anything. He kind of looks at you and says, Good evening. G well, fucking good evening. It's the fucking you? afternoon. Do you do this often? No. 
Uh, Rary uh, now has him on the ground, right side up, and goes, How did this happen? I was taking a leisurely stroll down the mountain path. The earth's quite good for you, you know. And then I was attacked by these monstrous creatures. How foul. You were just okay for that? No. But anyways, uh, (laughs) well... Hello? Hello. I am a member of the Eagle Garrison. The Eagle Garrison? Yes. Have you heard of the Eagle Garrison? We keep a watch over this road to keep everyone safe. It's very important work, you know. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to come to our outpost, it's a few miles up the road. Hey, can I, like, fucking roll some kind of, like, perception on this guy? This is really weird. Yeah, okay. 29? Yeah, okay, I think you can tell this guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh... You, uh... He's giving you major NPC in like a like a JRPG video game from like the nineties or two thousands. <laughs> That's the energy you're getting off him. He he gives Ariado an area and I don't like this look. Uh what is your name? My name? It's Kolyan. It's nice to meet you. Um Thank you. Are you alright? You were yes. just you sound... Thanks to you. Yeah, I'm glad. You're way um, too calm about almost being cooked alive. But I wasn't. But you almost were. But I wasn't. But you... Uh, okay. You were calm even when you were. I'm a member of the Eagle Garrison. We're always calm in the face of danger. This is fucked up. Let's leave. Would you like to come to the Eagle Garrison? It's only a few no. miles up the road. Not really. Farewell, travelers. And he starts walking away. Okay, bye. He, I'm not even kidding, he just walks away. He starts hiking up the mountain a little bit. Back onto the path you guys were coming from, and onto the main road, and he just starts walking up the path. Uh, that's weird. What the fuck? He, he was talking like he was on a script. I don't like it. I want to get out That's... of these mountains right now, actually. Oh. There is a pile of bones on the floor, by the way. Um, human bones, by the looks of it. Yahoo! Great. Mm. Of course. Of course they um, were eating. Well, not just humans, actually. There's also, like, a horse. Uh, you can tell no. from, like, the skull. And the majority of a human skeleton. And you're like, horses? Wow, this ca- This place must be bougie, because horses are rare here. <laughs> it's firmly established. Um, that being said, as you kind of look at the human remains you can see that there is a chain shirt with badly damaged badge depicting an eagle carrying a sword in its talons uh, it seems to be wearing the remains of a uniform very similar to uh, Kolyan over there hmm what, what, what? Huh? what do you guys do I don't like this neither do I I am hoping and praying that this doesn't get in our way when we are going to do our thing, so I don't have to deal with it. Mm. We should go back. Yes, we should. We can ask. Uh, we can ask. We can ask. Uh, we can ask about the eagle garrison when, the, when we're back on the. Yes, they might know. Mm. I hope to God they didn't offer him a ride. 
Uh, you make your way back around the corner, uh, and you see Yalvi and Mikhail. And uh, mm-hmm. Yalvi pokes their head out the corner and says, Hey, how'd it go? Pretty well, you know, kick some ass, rescue a guy. Kind of um, the usual. Have you heard of? Have you heard of the Eagle Garrison? Um, I think Mikhail likes his eyes open. Yes, that's actually where I'm bringing you. Remember, the last oh, fort on oh, the way up. Fuck. Because he said, he said he was from there. Oh, okay. And started walking back towards there, but he. he oh, is that the guy? He points up the road, and you see a guy like on the fucking horizon who's like <laughs> walking up the path. Yes, that guy. Do, do you want to give him a lift? I mean, no. we can. We can. The thing, he just—he sounded really off-putting. Oh, like he I mean, sounded like he was on a script. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but people of the law often are like that. What? What? Yalvi nozzles. Yeah, cops are bastards. They always say the same shit. Well, well, I mean, okay, that's fair. I mean, I'm talking about the the fact that. Okay. Sure. Uh, Mikhail shrugs and says, listen, it's probably the safest place that you guys can get a good night's sleep before, you know, everything else. And it's That's where uh, Yalvi and I are going to be staying, so... I suppose we better head. I guess. Sure. Uh, uh, do you want to get going? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, you guys get going. Uh, as you start, like, going up the path, you do pass by Corlane. Do you want to offer him a lift, or are you just gonna? Because he doesn't even turn to look at you guys as you're coming past him. I mean, we can we can do that. Um, Rayari sort of goes, "Excuse me." Hmm. Oh, hello. Good evening. Would you like a ride up to the garrison? He pauses for a second, way? like he's like trying to figure out an answer. Says, "Yes." Hop on. He, get, he gets into the back of the wagon and says, Always good to get a goat load off. And he sits down just and stares blankly at the wall ahead of him. What the fuck? And glances at you guys and glances back and says, Ah, okay. Well, alright. Um, and you guys make your way slowly, but surely after about an hour up to the Eagle Garrison. And uh, as you get there, it's it's quite nice looking, I'll say that much. Um, a stone outpost stands at the crest of the steep wooded rise. While the winding track continues past a small fort along the base of a steep stone cliff, the wider road leads to an iron double door in the building's south face, emblazoned with an emblem of an eagle carrying a sword in its talons. The worn dirt road also continues around the fort's eastern wall. A tin trail of smoke and the scent of a cook fire rises from a small grate in the south wall. Um, and there are some eagles, giant eagles, uh, who are perched um, on tall trees in the area, and they kind of just stare down at you. They're like the size of... Uh, they're like as big as pigs, I think. Like, they're big birds, you know? Actually, no, they're not the size of pigs. What am I talking about? They're the size of horses. They're huge. Ah. And the eagles kind of like look down at you, and they don't say anything, but they, they certainly stare. And um, Mikhail kind of leans in and says, Yeah, I've been here a lot of times. This is normal. Uh, these are the uh, the giant eagles they work with. Helps keep an eye on the sky. Ah. Big. Big birds. Very. Um, 
he kind of like stops and says, You guys need to figure out where you're headed next, right? Really, this mm-hmm. is the best place to go from here. Mm-hmm. And Yavi gets out and says, Oh boy, look at this. And uh, they point, and you can see that like on the hills around it, there's actually some crunched up snow. This is the. This. This climate is perfect for when we start getting some of the better herbs. The stuff that grows beneath the snow. I'm so excited. Uh, and Coraline gets out and says, Welcome to the Eagle Garrison. Come inside. Okay. Hello. And he gets up and he just walks inside. Oh. Uh, well, alright. Uh, Let's go. Uh, hey. They're going to die. We are not. They're going to die. They're going to kill us. Oh my god. Oh this is god. a compound of serial killers. You are being so pessimistic. It's fucking weird! The eagles are staring at you as you enter, just like eyes on you, kind of like trying to figure you out a little bit. Um, They don't do anything in particular. Okay. You open the doors and enter? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you enter into uh, a training hall by the looks of it. Okay, get in. Um, as you enter, you can see that this room is lovely and spacious. Weapon and armor racks uh, lined against the west sunset walls suggest its function as a military training room, while a wide table in the northwest corner holds maps and notes in precise orderly specs. Two doors uh, stand in the north wall, two more lined east wall, and a stout iron double door is behind you. Um, And there's four people in here. Uh, Two of them are standing quietly, and then uh, two of them are sitting at the table, and they all turn and look at you, and all at the same time say, Welcome, Welcome to the, the Eagle, Eagle Garrison, Garrison Travelers. travelers. Make, Make yourself at home. I... Okay. Hello. Good evening. What the fuck? Right, um, can we stay the night? Yes. Ooh. And Mikhail surrounds <laughs> Okay, no, I, this is this is weird. This is fucking weird. Uh, and then they just turn back to doing what they were doing. You see, two the two at the table turn and uh, they are going through notes on the maps. Uh, Corleon is just sitting down on a chair, not doing anything. She just sits on a chair, and the other two guys are just standing there. No one's saying anything anymore. Nope, they're just standing there. And they're... Are they still staring at us, or...? No, they're not staring at you. They're just kind of looking directly ahead of them. Ah. What if we camped in some woods, actually? I don't mind laughing at Twilight. I mean, I'm not... There are dangerous... There are dangerous creatures out in the woods. Uh, Mikhail there are dangerous special. creatures in this room! <laughs> they're just... Yeah. Ariado does, like, a test and, like, walks in front of, like, one of them... <laughs> And like passes you by. You walk them. in front of him. You walk in front of him. Uh, and then he says, uh, The Radiant Festival is coming back to Absalom. That'll be a laugh. And then does he like stare off back into the distance? Because Ariadne's yep. like to the side. Yep. Wait, Volio, Volio I... walks by him in the same way that Ariadne does. The Radiant Festival is coming back to Absalom. That'll oh be my a god! Laugh. Does he have dialogue options, but only Vaughn? I gotta get like, a closer look at them. And like, can she use detect magic here? <laughs> Is that okay? Uh, 
I think you start casting uh, spells. Uh, you, yeah, I think you can cast attack magic. Okay. Gonna... You do that, and oh my fucking god! Oh shit! Oh my god, that hurts. Ah. Yes, there's a lot of magic going on. Okay. Oh god, I get it. <sighs> uh, enchantment. A lot of enchantment. That's what you think is happening. She turns to Volio. She does a gesture for him to like come down to her right for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They might be enchanted. I think I left something outside. Could you come and go get it? Oh, no. no. You, must you must talk, talk to, to the, the authority, authority first. They'll, They'll get you sorted, sorted out. out. Oh, yes, but uh, we'll come right back in, okay? They stand in front of the door. They actually move pretty quickly to stand in front of the door. No, actually, where is where is this authority? And who are they? And Just uh, d- tell me where they are. The authority is upstairs. Upstairs? The stairs where? Can I find it? Can, um, can we go upstairs? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a moment uh, where they just kind of stare, and then every single person in this room goes, and then Corleone stands up and says, "I'll take you." Sure. Uh, <laughs> and Rayari uh, goes between Volio and Ariado and goes, "Goes, go with it. Just, just, just trust me right now, okay?" Well, I know what you're trying to do. I'm still weirded out though. I know. A lot of enchantment. I really don't like it. Uh, Yalzi, uh, Yalvi and uh, Mikhail kind of walk along too, and they're both looking very confused. Says, Do you know what's going on? Nope, but we'll find out. Okay. Um, and you, uh, Corleone, uh walks you through. Um, he uh, walks you into a bedroom which is completely empty. Uh, and then uh, at the back of the bedroom, there's a stairs up, uh, and he takes you to meet with a person. It seems to be the captain's quarters. These quarters are comfortably furnished, if still practical and efficient. The bed is made with sharp creases and precise folds. The surface of the desk is hardly visible, but the papers and ledgers spread across it are neatly organized over a dozen of evenly spaced, impeccable stacks. Um, and uh, the person there is a woman. Uh, she is very pretty. Um, she looks to be maybe uh, 30 years old. Um, she has... Uh, she's an elf with long uh, pointed ears and like twilight or uh, sapphire blue eyes and uh, white hair that comes down to her shoulders. Uh, she is wearing a very nice suit of armor which uh, displays a um, golden eagle on the front. And uh, she kind of stares at you all and says, Greetings, travelers. How has your journey gone? Pretty well. Good, good. Swell. I have been informed that you would like to stay here overnight. There is not a single way she could have known that already. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. How are you all doing today? Oh, you know, pretty all right. You know, I hear the Radiant Festival is going back to Absalom. That will be a laugh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened to the Primarch of House Gix. One day he's ruling Absalom, the next he's vanished. Quite strange, if you ask me. That is weird. Uh, and now. Um, 
Ryder, you feel dizzy. Just for a moment. You're like... Weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, And her eyes kind of like spark a little bit as she looks at you and says, hmm. You are free to stay here overnight. There's a bedroom downstairs. You can take any bed you like. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Sleep well. Mm-hmm. And Cor- uh, Corlean uh, turns and uh, just starts gesturing for you all to go back downstairs. Yeah. Corlean's going back downstairs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you guys are brought downstairs to the bedroom. And uh, Corlean points at the bed and says, Go to sleep. Uh, right now? Okay. Yes. Good night, and he leaves. Good night. Yelvi <laughs> and Mikhail are looking at you guys like, fuck. I felt dizzy for a second up there. You okay? I'm fine, but I wasn't for a minute. I feel like there is either somebody that we aren't aware of around, or something is going on with the building itself. I could not tell you right now, but... There's too much magic here to pinpoint it. Like... I, yeah, it's actually overwhelming, Ariato. I used to spell magic in that room that we entered, and I it actually hurts. We need to get out of here. <laughs> I st- seriously don't like this. I, I don't I either. Need to leave. I, yeah, I've been here a couple of times, Mikhail says. I've never seen this happen before. I, so this thing, this the way that they are acting is odd. Yeah, that person up there is Kendall Natrell. She's usually quite talkative. These Ta- don't feel like people. No, they don't. I, I was joking around earlier, but this feels weird. Has anything happened that you know of? Like, did, on your previous visit? No. Like The last time I came up here, I was escorting another goblin. Uh, she was pretty rude, but the, the point is, when I came down here, uh, Captain Natrell was busy, but she wasn't acting like that. Do you think that it's like a dominate spell? I don't know. I don't know anything about magic. Yalvi shrugs as, yep, it's me. Do you think that these are just copies? No, I mean, they... that would be odd. Yes, but they don't seem like people. If they were, like, dominated, they'd have more to say. Unless someone's really pulling the strings and making them not talk. These are programmed objects, not people. I don't know. It's not right. We could probably find out more later, or if we want to look around. I think we should just get out of here. Mikhail bites his little leg and says, Those guards are definitely like blocking the doors. Well, we find the windows then. Yeah, I guess. There was the eagles. They'll follow us, and they're strong. Those things can pick up a horse. And... I've seen some things. Okay, you don't want to get on the eagles' bad side. Do you think the eagles are under the same effect? They were also acting pretty weird. Normally, they like chirp and stuff. I haven't heard them make noise once. I think so. Impossible. My only thing is how. How is everyone being enchanted at once? Unless there's multiple people, not just one person, doing the enchanting. Yalvi bites their lip and says, "Maybe we should look around." I, I, we can, we can. Do any of you have like invisibility or stuff? 
Volio pulls out uh, his staff and he's like, I can cast invisibility. Mikhail kind of perks on. Great. Well, you guys can do that and we'll stay here. Don't die. Yeah, no, I don't really plan on doing that. I'll just take a nap or something. Hopefully. Uh, So do you cast invisibility on all three of you? Yes. All right. Invisibility cast! Um, What do you do? Uh, we have to go sneak downstairs. I suppose we can go out the window so they don't question why a door just opened randomly. Would they even question it? Mikhail says to no one in particular. <laughs> I can't see you guys. I mean, I, I'm not sure if they'd question it, but they'd certainly not like it, probably. Mm, probably. I guess if we're trying to figure out what is up with them and if we're not just trying to leave... It'd be good to know. Go. Yes. Well, I mean, I want to help these people. Uh, then I guess we have to go investigate some, just secretly. Uh, hey, Volio, can I borrow your ear for a second? Oh, yes, here you go. Ariado goes to both of the doors and listens to see if there's any movement outside. Or to hear, at least. Nope. None. None whatsoever. Not even, not even a mouse. They're both dead silence. Both the door that you come from, which you know is a training hall, and the other door in this room, which seems to be an ensuite, so like a bathroom. All right. Well, she goes to the uh, the door that was by that. Uh, she goes to the door that's uh, entering the training hall, and she like very slowly opens it and like peers through. As you peer through, Ariado, it is fucking unnerving. There's two the two guys who stood at the door earlier to stop you from uh, leaving are still there. Um, Corleon is standing with his back to the door as if he made a few paces out of the room you were in and is now just staring at the wall and uh, the two soldiers uh, who are sitting at the table uh, are taking a break by the looks of it because they are just smiling at each other she very gingerly closes the door and turns to the others and is like The two guards are still standing at the door. The guy that we met is just looking at the wall. And then there are two other soldiers at the table that are just smiling at each other. What the fuck? I don't know. I hate it here. Do you think do you think Sally act if I like push him over? Probably. I would not risk that. I I'd say They're we just invisible. You wanna try volume? Oh my god. Yes. Please it can't make us invisible first, so that way we can like Bum rest he did, yes. Okay. Yeah, you're all invisible. Okay, well, she's... Ariana's just gonna... slowly go to the other door, just in case she needs to, like, leave. Volio, do you walk over to any of these guys in particular to try push him over? He walks over to the guy that they saved earlier and, like, kind of pushes him over and then, like, steps away. You push Koliarn over, and he ragdolls on the floor, he gets up, he pulls out a sword, says, Who was that? He looks around. <laughs> he looks around. He looks around. He shoots his sword. Must have been the wind. <laughs> what the hell? Stop! You violated the law. Oh my god. What do you guys do now? <laughs> None of the others reacted at all to that, by the way. Okay. Although, no, you know what happens? After that, he stands up and he goes, and all the others go, and everything goes quiet, and they go back to doing their thing. 
That's cool. As they did that, I will say, you noticed, you didn't notice it necessarily before, but you noticed it now, a halo of like bright blue words briefly flash around their foreheads. What language is it? Uh, it's not a language you can recognize. Cool. You'd like to make a society check, you can try to figure it out. Sure. Not that it'll do me any good. Thirteen. French. Oh my god, so French. Uh, Not one for Rari. You, I don't, I don't think you even noticed them immediately. You see it too late now. Thirty-seven. Okay, you recognize it, and it makes your face, like, your heart stop. It's utopian. Oh. Eh? It's the language of Axis, the lawful neutral plane. The language of aeons, inevitables, and axiomites. Um, it's less like a written language and more like a complex formula. Interesting. It's basically the exact opposite of the proteins. Whereas proteins only care about chaos, the uh, axiomites and their kin only care about law. Oh, interesting. Mm. Good. You notice this, Ariadne? You can't say shit because they're still standing there. Yeah. And she's invisible, so she can't, like, sign to the others or anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a door uh, in the uh, top right corner. There's a door, two doors on the uh, right wall. And, well, the exit is blocked. You're noticing there's not many windows. Uh, Volio is going to go to this door right here. Okay. On the east wall. All right, you make your way through, and Volio... Uh, you can see uh, that this, uh, as you kind of slowly creep through, it's a stable. The wood walls and shingle roof of this stable have an almost homey feeling to them, in sharp contrast to the stark stone walls of the outpost itself. Stalls and racks uh, have space for dozens of mounts, but the stall doors hang open. Only one horse remains, gorging itself on an oats from an open bin on one wall. A sturdy wooden door to the west leads out into the outpost, while a wider door uh, opens into the east hanging ajar. And I think you can tell, Volio, that this is... Yeah, this is a stable. And it looks like they got rid of the horses? What? Huh? Except for one horse, who is very happily um num 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 numbing some oats. This clever horse. Unlike the other horse that you saw the Zulgat camp that got fucking eaten, this one stayed here where there's lots of nice oats. So true. You horse shaming him. He's a a smart horse. Unlike that other dipshit horse. Why are you bullying the other horse? So rude. What's wrong with you? Alright, Volio, what do you do now? Pets the horse. You pet the horse, you scare the shit out of it. And it oh, kicks shit. out randomly because you surprised it. And uh, Ariato and uh, Royari, all of you, you see uh, all of them turn to look at the same time. And then Koliarn walks into the stable. And well, you see Koliarn walk right past you. And he looks around. And he looks around again. And he looks at the horse. And he kind of shoes it a little bit out the door and it leaves and then he lets out a and then he turns and he leaves Ariato and Royari when that happened you did hear uh, the, everyone in this room also respond with e. bizarre what now Royari is going to 
open. Rayari sort of s- sneaks over to the uh, east. That's and the doorbell you whispered. Down. Okay. And. Rayari <laughs> is going. You to... bump into Ariato on the way and you built like an oop, but uh, carefully don't say anything. Do you peek into this and then right. other door on the left one? Yeah. Yes. Curiously. Uh, you poke your head in, and it would appear to be a mess hall of some sort. Um, a long table with seating for twelve occupies the center of this spotless mess hall. Place settings are laid out for nine diners, with extra dishes stacked neatly on a shelf alongside the south wall. Two doors exit this room, both standing wide open. One leads into the kitchen to the east, and the other leads into a mu- uh, the place you just came from. Uh, and there are two soldiers sitting here in silence. Are they eating? Yes. Okay, good. And that, that, they're not, they aren't even looking at each other. They're just like, um, um, um. They're like Sims. Yes. Hmm. Very... Looks at them for a little bit. And. Never invisibility only lasts 10 minutes. Then is. Uh, then is going to. There's another door on the other side, isn't yep, it? Yep, it looks like it leads into a kitchen. Okay. Rayari's gonna peek there really quickly before running back. Okay. Just to see if there's anything. Uh, you look inside and you can see that there are two soldiers and uh, they're both making stew. stew. They've got their backs to the door and they're not doing anything. Okay. Smells uh, nice. Rari's gonna leave before mm-hmm. they're caught by themselves. Okay. Uh, Ariado, uh, you were by a door as well. Do you want to peek your head in? Yeah, she's gonna peek. Okay. Ariado, you peek in and you see something much more interesting than what the others have seen so far. What? It's a holding cell. <laughs> um, and you know what? There's people here, and there's two holding cells, and they're both full of one person each. Uh, one of them is a... It's a he's a sight to behold, I'll say that much. Um, he's a... Not a human man by any means. He's actually quite non-humanoid. He's got the body of a man. Uh, on it, growing from his back, he's got two giant bird-like wings. Uh, and then his head is kind of like... Uh, he's got a tin face, uh, pointy ears... Uh, wide pupil and irises like uh, less eyes uh, and two giant like curling ram horns growing from his head um, you can tell pretty quickly that this is a Strix uh, the Strix are a group of avian people who have long been at war with mankind um, uh, mostly because mankind keeps coming to their space stinging their monsters and killing them you know good stuff this one appears to be a tiefling however and the damnedest thing is he's wearing an eagle watch uniform the other person is a woman. Uh, she looks maybe a little bit older than you. She's wearing a hood. She's got an eye patch. Uh, dark skinned. Very pretty. Um, and she's kind of like laying her head against a wall, uh, sighing a little bit. Um, she looks pretty peeved about all this. I'll say that. Um, hmm. They do not seem like they are moving. They're like, uh, both of them seem to be unaffected by whatever the fuck is going on. 
Ariana doesn't know if she should, like, say anything. Um. Okay, so in her head, she's like, all right, I want to say things, but at the same time, if I do any sudden movements, they might alert someone I don't know. Ugh. Okay. I'm gonna do the in-character thing Ariadna would do. She, uh, goes to the bars and goes, Okay, please be quiet, but can you hear me? Uh, are you going to the woman or to the Strix? Um, the one that looks the, like they'll be less surprised. They, I think you probably go to the woman. She's closer. Okay. And she kind of does jump, but she looks around and says, Hello? Yeah, you're, there? No, you're not going crazy. I'm just invisible. Hi. Um. Oh, oh. Are you okay? Hey. Like, what happened here? Uh, I got thrown into jail by these whack jobs. What whack jobs? Who whack jobs? The people outside. It's they... Eagle Garrison. <laughs> as this is happening, the uh, Strix guy stands up and says, Is someone there? Uh, Ariato, like, definitely peeks to the other side, but he can't see her anyway, and goes, Okay, but don't be alarmed and do not call for anyone. Hi, I'm invisible. What the fuck is going on here? I don't know. Uh, hello, my name is Yantu. I'm an Eagle Garrison member. One night, they pulled me out of my bed and threw me in here. Uh, and that's all I know. Like, no, you didn't see any faces, you didn't see any leaders, any, like... No, it was all of them. My oh. co-workers. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think the woman, she presses her face to the bars and looks, tries to look around and says, I would buy that shit. You're, like, why would they throw one of their own people in here? I got here, yeah, like, uh, I got here, and th he was, like, sleeping in the cell. Why would they throw one of their own people in here? That sounds real suspicious to me. Is there something that, like, prevents you from get being, like... Is there something... Are you, like, immune to enchantment magic in general? Or, like, what's, what's no, up? No, I'm I'm not, no. I, okay. I mean, I've never been enchanted, but I don't think that's... I'm immune to it. Huh. Uh, the woman shrugs and says, uh, Who are you? Uh, my name's Ariato. Um, I oh, just... Shit. I, I just got here too, like uh, ish, earlier ish. I, the, the circus Ariato. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Whoa. Okay. What are you doing here? Um. Well, we, are the others with you? Yeah, they're with me, but they're not currently in this room. I only have like. She checks her imaginary watch. Maybe a few more minutes of invisibility left. Okay, uh, well, in that case, leave this douchebag here, because I don't trust shit he's got to do. Okay, well, I'm it's not leaving... Sus. It's sus, it's sus, Okay, okay, but I, I need a, I need here, a group discussion look. here. Um, hey, hey, no, listen, Aria. She kind of puts her hands out to Barry like she wants to take your hand. Uh, I mean, she takes it, question mark? My name's Kimelek. I'm a wandering uh, salesman. I usually come up here looking for stuff. One day I knocked on the door and they threw me in here. Right. And I think I know what's happening here. Okay. There's something here that's feeding on their powers. On their numbers, even. 
the more people that are here, the stronger this was happening. It's happening. That's why they're capturing people like me and throwing us in. Are they? Did they capture you too? I mean, they're not letting us leave, but okay, hang on a second. If that's the case, then shouldn't I leave the non-thralled man? Shouldn't I, like, not leave the, the, the non-thralled man? I don't trust shit he's got to say! Listen, Why would they show if it's one of their numbers own anyway, and he's still here and still very much confused, I would not want... Okay, I need the I need the person who's really good at lying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I think, uh, as you're saying that, uh, Kimileki says, Listen, no, you don't. You said you don't have much time left on your invisibility. Don't waste time, okay? If they see you out of your room, they'll throw you in here with us, and then you're stuck. Get us out. If you want to get both of us out, do. But get us out. Okay, okay, okay. Um, she goes to the she goes to the doors and there are keys on the wall. Oh, what? Oh, she takes the keys. <laughs> yeah, you take him, you unlock them. Uh, Kimelek comes out, Yantu comes out, uh, and Yantu kind of is avoiding looking at anyone. Kimelek's like, okay, now what? Uh, okay. Um, hmm. if it's numbers, you gotta kill them. You gotta take on these whatever they're called and destroy them. Okay. She peeks back outside? <laughs> yeah, they're just standing there. Um, Yantu coughs and says, I don't know if that's true, though. And like, shut the fuck up, bird boy. I don't trust shit you gotta say. Okay, that might be that might be a little insensitive. Um, <laughs> she... <sighs> Fine, whatever. Look, my advice is you go get your friends and just 1v1 head on assault kill him all. Okay. okay? That's all the right. only way to take him on. Okay. And all Yantu right. clears his throat again and says, I'm sorry I keep interrupting, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. They are something in the bedroom. And that's why they're making people sleep there. That's something why they took me in the middle of my night. Oh. Okay, well, thank you. Um, okay, so here's the... He likes like, don't trust that shit! I, listen, he's been here longer than I did. Okay, he's been here longer than either of us. I think that I should at least trust a little bit of what he should say. Look, what you guys can do is I'm going to give you your keys. Stay okay. in here. I'm going to go back into... I'm going to try to find the others. Go back into the bedroom and see what's going on. If that is not it, then we will try uh, We will try something within the limited time we have. Just... Actually, wait a second. I'm going to leave you guys in here. However, I am going to be taking these keys because I... She looks at the woman specifically. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> I know that you don't trust him. I want to make sure that both of you make this uh, alive. So, I'm gonna be taking these. You're gonna put us back in the fucking cage? I need to make sure that you guys are safe. And right now, she looks back outside to see that everyone is still out there. It is not safe for either of you. They will probably just kill you. Uh, you hear a whinny at this point, Ariato, and that's Rolia making the fucking boo-boo. <laughs> Ariato goes, shit. Please, please. Leave, I leave my key. Leave my key, okay? I'll stay here, but I, I'm not... If you guys get killed, I need to get out of here. I got, like, a family to feed and shit, okay? I love my mom. And I have, a, I have an enormous family at the circus. I'm not dying here. I know that for a fact. So just give me the key. I'll give you your key. Yeah, Yandu puts pants says, I don't mind if you don't give me my key, but try not to hurt them. I, those are my friends. Look, I know. If, if something's controlling them. And, and I'll break that enchantment, I promise. I won't 
kill them. I won't kill them, and I'll tell the others not to do so as well. Just stay here, and at the... I will give the signal at the first sign of safety. You Neither of you are going to figure out that symbol for yourself. I will give that. Please. I think they both glance at each other, and then, uh, Kamilak says, fucking fine, sure. And with that, she kind of slips back into her cage. Okay. Alright. And so does Yantu. But Kimilaki has her key, because, fuck. Yeah, Ariado is going to keep, uh, the other one just in case. And she is going to leave, and then go towards the yeah. bedroom, because she, I don't know if she really yeah. wants- You bump into Royari immediately. <sighs> He's just come out of the other room. And then Volio bumps into you as well, because he's just come out of the stable. She goes towards the bedroom immediately. <laughs> like, I think she actually pulls them over. Uh, you pull both of them in, and you're back in the bedroom. Okay. Oh my, I found a nice horse. And I found prisoners. What? There was a... There was okay. a lady, and there was a Strix. Um... The Strix is part of the the group here, but he is not enchanted for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe he just resisted it? Maybe, but I'm not sure. Um, the lady was a saleswoman that just got kind of thrown in here. And <laughs> the, the Strix man was saying that he was slept here at night, or slept in the bedrooms, and then at some point he was just put in the cell. Okay. So there could be something here. Uh, I think uh, Yalvi is on the other side of the room and she kind of clears her throat and says, <coughs> um, are you guys back? Is that you guys talking? Yes, hi. Hi. Hello. Mikhail's taking a big old nap. So what did you, you, you met, you met people? Yes. And they weren't affected. No, they weren't. They, the woman actively didn't trust the Strix, though. Okay. I think that... Hmm. What were the theories? Did, obviously, uh, I would assume that they had heard about this uh, happening, of them, or at least One this of them stuff. doesn't know, but this the, everyone that's being controlled is, like, his friends, so he doesn't want us to kill them. Just break the enchantment, get this all over with. The other one thinks that it's a numbers deal, and that the more people that are in here, the stronger this thing is. Fair. Um, should we look around? Ooh, I will look onto the floorboards. Okay. Do you guys want to make a perception check? Mm hmm. Sure. Yeah. 30. 30. Okay. 27. Okay. 43. Well, I think, Ariadne, you're the one who finds it then. As you're looking around, you find a little, uh, a little, uh, door on. Uh, underneath one of the um, paintings and you open it and you see something inside mm. and it's a box about two feet by two feet nestled into this little like cupboard there's a box made of like complex clockwork platinum gold silver uh, diamonds everything and it's kind of like rotating on the spot and there is that same halo of utopian kind of rotating around it. Huh. As you're looking at it, it starts to twist a little bit. Oh, okay. Mm. And 
it lets out a noise. Ah. And as it is, suddenly you hear a burst of movement from outside the door. Oh, bad, 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 bad. And then you hear a burst of movement from upstairs. And coming down the stairs, you see the captain. And Super bad. she now, her eyes are glowing blue. And uh, she has her sword drawn as she comes down the stairs. And uh, the door into the barracks opens. And it's Corlean. And he has his sword drawn too, with his eyes glowing blue. Both of them have halos that are uh, bright. And as he is um, making, as they like draw their weapons, they say in sync. Intruders are attempting to interfere with the convergent plans. Eradicate! 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 And pretty soon, quickly, you realize that every single person in this building is going to be jumping you. Great. Cool. As opponents start flowing in from all sides, you uh, push back against this uh, cube, and the cube itself starts to spin even faster, and you can feel this whining in your heads. And then Mikhail from his bed sits up, looks at you all and says, Eradicate! 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 This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Torbjorn, Introduction, Sophia Varlera, G. Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Kiki, Sarah B., Seth, Ravona Darklow, Kira, Lichelope, Gizmo, Talison, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Eva, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Emlyn, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Tesla Et, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Jolene, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, Emlyn Laderna, John the Book Hoarder, SS66 Seeker, Lynx, and Dame Valerie the Turd. If you'd like to see what you can get for your support, check out patreon.com slash dicewillroll and help us keep it rolling. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.